to good evening everybody and a very warm welcome to another of our lyceum nights uh we have we're gonna have fun tonight <laughs> we are gonna have a great deal of fun we've got a wonderful gentleman talking to us from florida mr ron cox ron good evening sir good evening good evening or here it's afternoon so Good evening and good afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Ron, thank you so much, sir, for giving up your time so freely uh, to just talk about the our passions, you know, because we're all spiritualists. On the Lyceum nights, it is purely about spiritualism. And I'm just so indebted to the number of speakers who give their time freely and willingly. And you really get that passion coming over because, you know, the, this is it, isn't it, with spiritualism. It's not a um, dry, orthodox-style religion or anything like that. It's, it's creative. It's full of energy. It's full of drive uh, and engagement for people. What do you think about that? I think that's exactly why I love it so much. It's not based on ritualistic uh, things we have to do. Um, it, it's not based in... You know, you're put in a box in religion and it's all so free flowing and everything uh, out there is part of spirit. And that's what we need to train our minds to realize that everything is part of spirit because we're such a natural part of it. Indeed, indeed. At this time, uh, the COVID era has taught us again so much more where we actually as human beings limited the work that spirit do, suddenly we are talking and conversing in this way, thousands of miles apart. We see uh, divine services online and again, thousands of miles apart, but the message is getting through, the philosophy is driving through healing as well. Very interesting yes. experiences on Zoom in a healing circle. I was like, wow, wow. But right. What? Yeah. Why do we go, wow, you know, because nothing is impossible for spirit. It's only nothing. that. Absolutely. Nothing is impossible. And I, I, I think we put so much pressure on spirit to do the things that we want spirit to do for us. Like, I need a name. I need a date. I need an anniversary. We're very demanding of spirit when we actually just relax and let it flow. All of this energy will come into us. Mm. That that brings up an interesting point. With the um, in the UK, the standard format for a service is one medium <clears throat> will do like the opening prayers, the reading, the philosophy, and the mediumship. Now, we've been talking and working with uh, a lot of people in the Nordic countries, and especially lovely Jack Eckhart from Denmark. And he said something, and I thought, you know what? I find that really interesting. He said, in the UK, you work your mediums too hard. He said, over here, one will do the philosophy, one will do the reading, one, maybe two, will do the evidential mediumship. What's the format for the US there, please? Well, here they do things a lot a lot differently than you do in the UK. At least from what I've learned with going through training at Arthur Finley. Here 
they they do the Lord's Prayer and then they do a closing prayer to protect yourself from negative energy. Yep. And and then they call on their guides to bring people in. Okay. Where there uh, every every class or everything I attended, there was no protecting yourself because your realization is is that you're with spirit. You're with spirit energy. You're with God energy. You're with the universal energy. So why do I need to protect myself from anything if the power with if the power of God in me is stronger than any force before me? Then the power of God in me protects me from everything there is. That is a really good point. That is a very very. Why good do point. I need to say? Because I was taught over here years ago, I surround myself with a white light of God that only good shall enter my aura. Why do I need to say that when I already know that the power of God within me is stronger than any power before me? Yeah. Uh, See, we, we've forgotten how worthy we are to receive spirit. We are worthy. We're, we're, we are so unbelievably worthy. Worthy, it's us that makes ourselves unworthy. When we're already perfect in spirit's eyes, we're always perfect, but we're the ones that put so much hardship on ourselves. Indeed. I, I think there's uh, an echo there of, um, how do I word this without offending everybody online? <laughs> um, Is it my echo? No, uh, that was a phrase I'm using. It's, oh, it's okay. It's an English word. You can have it. Okay. <laughs> I like to text and click and check. And... <laughs> I'm not sure if we're speaking the king's language or our language. Well, we're speaking the language of spirit, darling. Yes, we are. <laughs> but no, going back to that, that really interesting point about the uh, protection side, there are energies out there that we would not wish to come in contact with, but our own belief, our own standing, our own understanding, and our own relationship with spirit and the divine within, if we've got those bases right, then, yeah, what you're saying is totally right. correct. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're the ones that draw in the low vibrational energy. Not spirit. Spirit is very high energy. Yeah. And we keep forgetting that these gatekeepers, guides, teachers, spirits, and helpers, they were actually people who walked this earth. Their loved ones, their families, their friends, their brothers, their sisters. So why am I going to call my mother my guide? My yeah. mother is someone in spirit world helping me out. Yeah, very true. You know, we take the, we're taking the human element out of it because they all walk this plane. They all still love the earth plane. They all still love us. So why am I changing their name to guide or helper? Yeah, yeah. And those phrases tend to cause a huge amount of confusion, yeah. especially in the uh, the novice approaching um Right. Any aspect of spiritualism. Well, you know, 
I went to a class one time that said you're not allowed to do any type of mediumship readings until you know exactly who every one of your guides, spirits, teachers, and helpers are by name. Really? Yeah, really. I, to me, I think that's more ego-based than anything, mm. which there's a lot of ego out there. Uh, like Too much ego. There can be. You know, uh, just uh, when you give it up to spirit's hands, totally give it up to spirit's hands and let's see what unfolds in our life. Let's not try to control the unfoldment. You know, like uh, when I when I when I say uh, controlling it, when you put it out to the universe, say it's for my best and highest good. Not that I want it red with nice tires with a big trunk. I'm talking about a car, not a person. Oh, I'll talk about that. <laughs> so I, I mean, think I've dated that one. <laughs> <laughs> but when we, on. Those, when we put those stipulations on spirit, you know, even if we apply it to our relationships, a hundred of them could have walked by already and we would have never known it because we wanted it red yeah yeah you know so give it up to the highest good the highest good just like what i'm doing here you know i'm teaching out there now all of these things are flowing into my universe not because i put stipulations on them but because i said bring to me what is for my highest and best good and that's what the universe is doing. And why is the universe doing it? Because I believe the power of God within me is stronger than anything before me. So I recognize that God is always leading the way in my life. You know? So he yeah. already knows what's coming in, or spirit already knows what's coming in before I do. Yeah. Another, go ahead. Sorry, and, and it's so subtle as well, isn't it? And exactly yes. what you just said about, you know, we've got this preconceived idea of what it's going to be, uh, and then we miss exactly. it because it's just so subtle. Um, right. But you've, as mediums or with the mediumistic awareness, we're taught to look for the evidence. Absolutely. And it can be the smallest bit more, you know, outside people say, oh, it's a coincidence. But when you have like 20 coincidences a day, every day, you just think, Hang on a minute. <laughs> well, you can apply that to our mediumship readings also. As we're expecting and demanding from spirit to give us a name of the loved one that's that's in the spirit world, well, spirit could have just given us a full paragraph of evidence and we missed it. Yeah. Yeah. All because we're only focused on that name. But if we relax and give the messages as spirit is giving us the message, the name will flow into it. Yeah. <clears throat> I think mediums and sitters alike fall prey to that uh, pretext there mm -hmm. of the medium struggling to get a name and right. in the in the end actually blocking the flow of information. Absolutely. We're not in the power. Yeah, and you've delivered probably the most succinct description of somebody to somebody here on Earth, and their retort is, have you got their name? You're like, hang on, love. 
I've, I've just described this beautiful person. Right. Is that not enough? Right. Oh. And, and it, you know, uh, once we start stepping out of the power and putting those demands on spirit, um, how many other spirits are walking in that want to say hello as well? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, if I'm sitting there with my eye, if I sit there with my eyes closed and give you the mediumship reading, then nothing's distracting me in the outer world. And I can stay directly into that power. But the moment I take one foot out of that power, my power diminishes. Yes. And we, we have to work on staying in that flow. I have noticed personally uh, during this time that actually on Zoom, I will do Zoom divine services. I don't ascribe to the uh, banging messages out places, but I've actually found working mediumistically on Zoom, I've had far greater evidence because I'm comfortable. I'm in my right. own home. I've got no distraction. I've got no other energies around other than mine and those close to me. And I've, I've just, you know, I don't blow my own trumpet. I do not have an ego. But a couple of times I've just sat there and gone, blimey, or a word similar. Right. Where did that come from? Absolutely. <laughs> Why? Because we were standing in, you were standing in the middle of that energy flow. That's yeah. why that was so unbelievably powerful. I've had it in my readings too. Like I was... I'm just so awe-inspired at the moment of what just came through that it actually can bump you out of the power. Yes. Yes. And then you have to get yourself back into it. Yeah. So. It is. It is a very fine balancing act. But with the um, field of psychism, is that particularly big out in the States there? or Well... That's one thing that's been on my mind a lot lately, and it's one of the reasons why I love the way the UK teaches spiritualism. There we're taught that we're all healers. In the UK, it's healers. You're a healer. A medium is a healer. A psychic is a healer. A Reiki master is a healer. Okay, they're all healers. But what are you under that main category? Well, I am, if the main category is healer, my subcategory is mediumship, where somebody else's subcategory would be Reiki or psychic. Yeah. Okay. But there it's healers, you know, or take it to the medical field. Let's go to the medical field. You're a doctor, you're a doctor's uh, 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 um, nurse practitioner, or you're a nurse or you're a medical assistant, but you're still all in medical. We are all healers because the healing that's coming through with the mediumship messages, it's more about the healing than being the medium. We're putting ourselves before spirit when we should sit there and be with spirit and allow spirit to guide us. Okay, And here they're known as psychics or mediums or Reiki, they, they don't even consider the fact that they're healers. And when I bring this up in my classes, they're all like, 
that makes so much more sense. You know, and, and we're recognized when we recognize the healer in us, we're we're recognizing the power of God in us. Yeah. Jesus definitely. was the healer. Yep. You know, Jesus was the healer, so his inner Christ consciousness is flowing through me to heal someone else. I'm just the middleman. It's really between spirit and the person sitting in front of us. Again, I'm just the middleman. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm really just someone who's not really important to the whole situation, but I am because I'm able to define and you know translate what spirit is saying. But the love connection is between the sitter and spirit. Yeah. If I have I a stranger it. come into my house, how am I? How do I have a love connection with the person they're trying to reach? I don't see, and that's where that's where we had to put, step ourselves back and say, you know, I'm just I'm just here to interpret the spirit messages. The message is for you. This is my ability. The message I give to you is your gift. Spot on. And that healing energy as well is often very underestimated uh, under because it's not only healing for the recipient here, but it's also a powerful healing tool for the for, for yeah. spirit that's giving it. Right. I always liken it. You know, imagine if, I don't know who's in tonight, Jack. <laughs> Jack's a lovely guy. Imagine if Jack and I and I had a huge hissy fit and never spoke to him again and then disappeared over the other side i'd probably actually want to come back and just say listen mate i'm really sorry and that from the spirit side that's that healing bind being applied right um very often the two things i think well the one main thing that people uh probably neglect a little bit too much is that when you're working with spirit you're working with intelligence yes it is not something there to go, give me, give me. You know, you haven't got a secretary there handing you bits of paper. Right. You are interacting with an intelligence and all that that entails. Right. Absolutely. Now, am I going to get some of that healing? Absolutely. Oh, yes. Is there yeah. something in me that I don't recognize that needs healing? Well, the healing I'm bringing through for the sitter is actually going to heal a part of me as well. Very true. You know, yeah. but again, that love connection is between the sitter and the spirit they're trying to connect with. I'm just the man in the middle. If I recognize that I'm just the man in the middle, there's no ego involved in that. I'm just the man in the middle. Yeah. Or woman or whomever, you know. I think uh the ego is a very big pitfall for anybody uh developing any of the esoteric arts within their range uh and it's there for everybody and it's just how how you handle it and how you deal with it you know because it's, it's so often you work with spirit and it doesn't need validation no you know, if I went on here every time that something had just worked and I knew it was spirit, I'd be posting about 10 times a day. It doesn't need validation. I don't need a round of applause. You know, it just happens. And it happens right. to the greater good. And I'm just eternally grateful for that. Just like 
just like I do automatic writing. Wow. Okay. Yes, spirit is giving me everything I need for the automatic writing. Yes, I'm writing it down. Okay. What is the healing in that message that I'm writing down? You know, one of my automatic writings was about happiness, joy, and gratitude. You know, and I don't know if you've ever listened to Abraham Hicks over there. He yeah. talked about when you're in a depressed state, just reach up a little bit and grab onto a little bit of happiness. And soon that happiness, even though you just have a very small fragment of that string hanging on to that balloon of happiness, you have one of those frayed edges. Well, that's still going to lift you up and take you to joy. And when, when you're in that joy, that's when you're going to recognize your gratitude. And one just flows into the other, just like us when we're given mediumship messages. It all flows from one to the other, you know. And, and therefore, when we're in the flow and it's flowing from one validated message to another, here comes the name. Because you've already got all these other validated messages correct. Well, guess what? Boom, pops in the name. And you're sitting there, wow, I just got a name. I just got a name. I'm so happy. I just got a name. <laughs> you know? Now, what, it, what, it, what, it, what, <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Uh, <clears throat> right. Uh, Patrick Monahan. Monaghan? Monaghan, I want to tell you, you're absolutely right. There should be no ego when everything you do is with spirit. Because if your ego is coming in the way, it means you're not in the full power of spirit. You're putting wow. yourself before spirit. It's a very fine line, isn't it, uh, yes, with it is. people's uh, mentalities to get up on a platform. You know, people say, oh, I want to be a medium. You say, OK, get up on the platform and say something. Well, I can't do that. And I, well, hang on a minute. <laughs> this right. goes with the job, love. Um, so you, you need that little bit of presence and confidence to get up there. Mm -hmm. But it's balancing that and making sure that you're not getting up there saying, look at me. You're up there right. to say, look at what God can do. Right. How awesome is this? That And every time I walk away in such awe of the power of the universal energy, God, spirit, whichever one you want to refer it to, I, I walk away with such awe. Now, I do have to say that my mediumship completely changed about six years ago. I had a mat when I was a child. I saw I saw everything through precognition, clairvoyant dreams. OK, right. and and I was very, very accurate. And even my mother said, I'm not allowed to talk to anybody about it because here in the United States, they shut it down immediately. So I grew up all my life afraid of it. Well, when I died on the table and I crossed over, and when I came back, my mediumship took off, just completely took off. Because now I went from a frame of believing and having faith to a knowingness, to the yeah. cognizance. 
I know, I know, I know, I know. How do I know? I've been there. I've been there. I've seen how incredible it is. And I would say to people, if you don't believe in it now, you will on your expiration date. Yeah. You'll understand it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that's so interesting. You know, it is. It's just, and, and over here, what really is different over here is the lack of community. It, well, in the U.S. churches? Yes. Okay. Yes, we have no spiritualist churches down here in South Florida. None. That's interesting. None. Uh, most of them are up north. Most of the big mediums don't come down to South Florida. They stay up north. So we had to create our own community here, you know, to feel like we belong. You, you know how lonely this is. This is a very lonely journey. Yes. Yeah. We can be. And some people lonely. fall away from it because it is so lonely. But we that community structure we've lost here. And I, I feel like some changes are coming up and we are some things are going to happen here for us. But um, it, it, it's the community and it's the egos to get in the way. Yeah. You know, we're all mediums. Everybody who's participating with me is a medium. I do it differently than you do. You do it differently than somebody else does. You know, and we all got to understand we all do the same thing. And yeah. we all have to support one another. And we're all working for the same cause. We are. We're working for this towards the same goal for everybody. Yeah. I'm, I'm really and surprised. Like Joan said down here, I believe Joan is talking about the community. She says, I can't find one in Philadelphia. Yeah. I mean, this is sad. But it happened when the TV came along in the United States. Even though we, we had the Bang Sisters and the Fox Sisters, and um, and it was a big movement here before the TV came out. I, I mean, I'm not old enough to remember it. I think it was in the 40s or 50s that it actually came out. That's when all of our community spiritualism broke down. Because they all went to the TV. They all stayed in their same homes instead of gathering. And... I thank God for the UK because you guys, you really grabbed a hold of this, picked it up and took off and really, really have led the way. Okay. But I, I feel that uh, we in the UK <clears throat> are in danger of what you have just talked about. Uh, the advent through COVID of being online so much Right. As during the time of the lockdown, during the time of the heavy restrictions, it was heaven sent for so many people because it kept the community together. But it's not a direct replacement for community. And sadly, you know, even now, uh, our restrictions have been lifted since the 21st of last month, if I can remember properly. Mm -hmm. So we've been a month and there are still so many places not open and remaining online. Uh, I, I can see the draw to it because uh, they are 
at this time, there is no shortage of evidential mediums who will willingly share their time. And us in Paul have been so grateful for that. Um, so there's no outlay, there's no hire of a hall, there's no traveling. Uh, all it is is one month subscription. And I really hope and pray that more and more churches and centers get back on their feet. I, I am hoping so. I am so hoping so. Um, I, I just noticed Jamie Will, Williams said, yeah. if I were to attend a spiritualist service in the States, what difference would I know? Well, the difference would be, dear, that here in South Florida, we don't have services. There is no services down here. I, I would have to go pretty much all the way up into Georgia to probably find a spiritualist church. What sort of okay. distance is that ish? Well, that would be an eight hour drive. So I would what? say about 600 miles. So, wow. um, but, but I really feel as we are in a very fast moving pace right now with spirit. Yeah. Because I don't know if you've noticed this, but in the past six months, I've even noticed a change in the power of my readings, even over line on Facebook. Yeah. I mean, spirit has quickly adapted to this major change and and spirit adapted, but again, we didn't. Because so many people are saying, I've been locked down for so long, I don't feel like spirit is with me anymore, or I don't feel spirit. And like I told them, spirit never turns their back on us. They're always with us. It's us that has the blinders in our eyes that aren't recognizing that spirit is right here in the room with us. Yeah. You know, they, they didn't go anywhere, you know, and if they're only a thought away, then that means they're here instantaneously. So yeah. let me let me go back to Jamie's um, question here. Um, when I was going to a spiritualist church here in South Florida, uh, I think the big really shocker for me was if you were a medium because they would. They would allow a certain number of people to come up and be a medium every week. But they had to be no more than 30-second readings. Well, if I have this huge universal flow of energy coming into me with everything that the, the spirit of this loved one has to say, is it really all going to come out within a 30-second reading? Are you really going to feel the energy of the healing that's coming through for the entire congregation and a 30 second reading? No, there's no time limit on spirit. You know, and that and, it, and that brings me to another point here as we're learning to communicate with spirit. We're saying, OK, make an appointment with spirit. Certain day, certain time. Yeah. Yes, it may be respectful to them and everything, but if you have a person that comes in and is just totally distraught and needs to hear from something or someone, how are you going to pre-plan an appointment? Yeah. 
And let's think about it. Spirit is a thought away. So what does spirit need a special booking? Of lovingness. Yeah, I agree. Totally. I mean, why, why, do, why does spirit need why does spirit need a special booking when spirit is here with us all the time? Yeah. That and I I would I never learned any of that over in the UK. They never once said make an appointment with spirit so you know that spirit's going to show up with you on time. Well, if I believe in spirit fully and I believe in the power of God completely, then spirit's going to want to join with me anytime I'm open and ready for spirit to join me. No, I don't want spirit to do it while I'm driving down the highway. You know, your spirit knows when to come in and when not to come in. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I think the more I learn, the more I question, the more I question, the more I learn. <laughs> Which Very true. Is, that's why I say to people, I'm not a teacher. I'm an advanced student. Because we are here to learn our entire life. Yeah. Why do I need a label? That's only serving ego. Yeah. I don't need a label to do that. I don't need a label to serve spirit. Yeah. We never, ever stop learning. Never. Yeah. And the people who say, well, I've, I've reached the point now. I'm at the nadir point of my mediumship and just think, so you're going to stand still. What it actually means you're going to go backwards because time is moving around you. Uh -huh. So <laughs> good luck with that one. Right. The 30-second right. comment has <laughs> caused a bit of a storm. I was... um, Yeah, that, that is absolutely... I mean, you got 200 people in your church. Okay. Sue, darling, I was talking, 30 seconds is not enough. You're absolutely right, Mary. And Sue, I was talking about, and the spiritualist church is here. When I was there, uh, they were 30-second mediumship readings. So uh, it's too quick. So you're, you're right, Sue. It is way too quick. Yes, it is fast food mediumship. Okay, you're absolutely right, Sue. That's quite encouraging because I'm meant to be working out in in Ohio next year, so uh, I better get uh, my thirty second readings practiced. <laughs> I mean, that's like bam, 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 bam. You barely had time to get in the power. That's not even enough time for me to crack a joke. Right, <laughs> you got some long jokes. Ah, <laughs> terrible, <laughs> awful, awful. <laughs> We got so, Phil Shaw here. Uh, he is a trance medium from London, and he's just commenting here that he's noticed differences in his energy receptivity in trance and evidential mediumship since Zoom took off, and now right. adapting it to platform demos. Oh, good one, Phil. So let me talk to Phil a little bit here. Phil, I was going towards the physical mediumship and the trance mediumship, and unfortunately something happened with our group that broke apart and I decided to stick with my mental mediumship. You're saying how energy has changed through Zoom. One of the women I was given a reading on, I never noticed this, but she said I changed during my reading on Zoom 
that my expressions, my facial movements, and including my hand movements were exactly the same as her husband that passed on. I have never done that. That was the first time that has ever happened. And yes, the energy is moving very rapidly now. Yeah, yeah. I My personal feeling and observations that I've been privy to is we, we're actually going to become a lot more focused on what we do. Uh, we may be not going to split our energies up over a number of different practices, but we right. will find the one and we will excel. Yes. I know of two healers who are working together now. One can diagnose you like that, literally, and phenomenal. Uh, I've experienced it myself. And I was like, that is good. That is very good. And the other one is an extremely good healer. So the two work together. So the first one will go through and direct the healer on the areas needed. I just think that's awesome. Absolutely awesome. I know spirit should know where the healing's going anyway. But that combination, is, again, because we are working with intelligences. So there's two intelligences there working together in tandem to deliver a much finer, refined level of healing. Right. I mean, let's look at it. A doctor in a doctor in an operating room isn't there by himself. Mm. He's got another surgeon with him, other doctors with him, and they're all working in concert together. Don't you think that spirit would do the same thing if our spirit light is going off up in the ethereal plane? that we need spirit's help to help do this healing healing that you're talking about. So they all gather around to yeah. help us assist. Yeah. So even if there's several spirits there working with us and we're the only one on this plane, we're still working with several people, just like your healers are doing combo now. Yeah. It's, it's just like coming up and double linking. You know, yeah. you're still in the same energy. It's incredible how it's working together, as incredible as it is. And like I said, every time I'm working with spirit, I leave spirit in such awe and just amazement. Yeah. And and, and just, I, I think that's the entire beauty of it all. It's not set in stone on exactly how it's supposed to be done. You know, we... we we take our teachings from this teacher, that teacher, a few teachers here and there, and we always resonate with, you know, we always understand what resonates with us the most. Yeah. So it, it's, you're not doing directly Mavis Patilla, or you're not doing only James Van Prague's way here, or Dr. Paulion Masters. Um, over here okay so we're we're combining all of these techniques to figure out what works with us the best very and, true and that's where i figured out that mental mediumship is my best uh, my best uh asset that i can bring to the table excellent you know because i'm not going to sit there with ego and go oh yeah i can do that when I get in a dark seance room and all of a sudden I'm claustrophobic and need a nightlight. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. 
<laughs> you know? I, I was just recently taught by uh, an animal healer. Um, he said, when he worked on animals healing, he said, ask for a vet to step forward. And it was one of those epiphany moments. I thought, oh, my God, yeah, of course. How simple is that? Yeah. And it's different. It's it different. It's lovely. I, have, I do have a very, very strong connection with animals. Uh, our daughter says a dog will walk across the street just to say hello to me. Yeah. So I have a real connection. And uh, unfortunately, I lost my male Doberman. We did about two months ago. Oh, bless. Sorry to hear. And um, I, I wasn't actually thinking about thunder. I was just going in to start my meditations. I was saying my prayers to God and giving him gratitude and stuff. And all of a sudden, I saw this little nose come up between my arm and my leg at my altar. And I and I looked down and I saw it and I said, wait a second, because I thought it was my other dog got into my room. And I said, wait a second, that wasn't red. That was a tan nose. And then as soon as I acknowledged thunder, I felt all this energy just come into the room. Oh. Okay. From the presence of my dog, our dog brings in all that energy as well. Our yeah. animals that we love, they bring in all this energy. And yes, my husband was upset, but, you know, Thunder was there to say, hey, daddy, I'm here with you. Yeah. I still love you. I'm around and I'm healthy and I'm doing great. You know, what other evidence do I need that he was there than a big nose sticking up right between my arm and my leg? Exactly. That is all the evidence I needed. Exactly. Okay. And um, it's amazing because I wasn't even thinking about him and he came in like that. Now, I can say when I had a development circle at my house, he, when we did our meditations, he would come and lay down in the middle of the circle and not move. This is a, was a four-year-old dog at the time. I mean, and not move for 30-minute meditation, not even making a sound. You know, our, he was in the power, too. He was sitting there in spirit with us. Yeah. You know, so that's what he came in to do. He loved being in, in the meditation with daddy. So he came in to join me again. Yeah. Think of all that extra energy that just entered into the room before I sat in the power. And it was incredible. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I would love dogs, but lifestyle precludes that. So right. I've got cats because they can be yeah. left. I had my cat, my cat, actually, my, I saved my cat's life and he saved my life. So after he passed away, I would hear his little meow meow yeah. all the time. I'm just like, well, where did that just come from? Or where did that, wait, I just heard it over there. Wait, how come I'm hearing him outside now? Spirit's everywhere we want him to be. Yeah. Whether it's an animal or a, a person that is transitioned. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and again, like you, just when the mind goes blank and still for that time, I'm sat there and I think, 
There's a cat. Hold on. Cat can't be there because they're both out in the garden. Yes. Who are you? <laughs> yes. What feeding you? <laughs> Just invite him in and have him join you. Yeah, I do. That's what I do. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. Uh, little Joan Thorne, who runs Hive Spiritualist Church down on the south coast, uh, she's just brought up a, a question here about, are we just talking about mediumship? And Joan's saying she enjoys the philosophy and makes one think more about spirit and wanting more. So Absolutely. within the US culture, how does the philosophical side of spiritualism fit in? Well, they in the bigger classes, yes, they do focus on the philosophy. Um, I'm sorry, Joan, I went blank. We're <laughs> giving me a 55. <laughs> You're picking up Joan's vibration. Oh, wait, wait, that's what it Joan's is. Vibration. Sorry about that too much. <laughs> but I love the philosophy. I love the philosophy as spirit versus religion. Yeah. That is my absolute favorite spirit versus religion. And I, I mean the conformity of the religion. You know, I'm not talking about the Bible, although I do believe in the Bible, some parts of it and stuff. Yeah. What again, what resonates with me is what stands out with me. And I feel there are more true teachings of Christ than teachings of man. Yeah. Um, but I, I love the comparison between the two. Now, what's amazing is I picked up this book. Forgive me, I can't remember the name of the author, but he is talking about the Bible and um, the misinterpretations in the Bible. About, look, Arabic was such a complicated language that they basically you studied all your life and you still didn't have the full concept of what maybe a little dash would mean or how it would change the words. And it, it completely changes it all together. And, and like I teach my class, Christ was the best medium that ever walked the earth. Because yeah. he had all of it. Abraham had the clairaudience where he went to the oak tree and listened to God in the tent. But Christ had everything there was. You no know, physical mediumship. He could hear. He saw. Uh, everything he could heal he was the greatest teacher there is for us yeah and you know and if we're made in his image then why then why would i get trapped in my brain to think that i can't do the things that he did now am i jesus christ no no but i am a part of him yeah you know if i'm made in his image why would i not have all the same gifts that he had I am his image. You don't take one square out of the face and say it's a complete image. If I'm made in his image, all those abilities are within my being. I love that. Okay. So true. And that's why I say it's all about we don't think we're worthy enough to receive this. And until we stand in our full power, of knowing and accepting and saying, yes, that's my gift here. Let me unwrap it and see what's inside of it. You know, we, we, 
We don't because we sit there and say, oh, I'm not worthy of this. Why would I be worthy of this? Sure. Well, let me tell you something. I died on the table and I crossed over. I was a former drug addict. I managed bars, 22,000 square foot nightclubs here in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I was a drinker. Okay. Yeah, I Good. did bad things. But when I crossed over, I knew exactly where I was. I knew exactly where I was. So if a sinner like me is worthy enough to go meet my mother and everybody else who is on the other side waiting for me, then why am I not worthy enough here to receive the gifts of spirit? That is so true. Uh, thank you or sharing that you didn't need to but it's beautiful hey, but it is it's so common it's all about we, sharing we stop everything here yes. Uh, yes. we're conditioned from birth aren't we we're conditioned yes. by society we're conditioned by the schooling we're conditioned by the job market yes you know that there is always this pecking order in life and it's sort of like well actually no there isn't <laughs> There uh, is a pecking order. Question here. Sue has a really good question. Sue Townsend. Ron, yeah. How do you encourage people to recognize the divine or the God within themselves? By showing how worthy they are. Because when you connect to that worthiness inside of your soul, it's a completely different feeling. And then you realize at that point that you've connected that there has to be something bigger than you. And it's not me. It's you recognizing your own divinity. It's not me helping you recognize it. You recognize it within yourself. Yeah. Because you feel it. We know that feeling when spirit takes over and just watches us with all these incredible feelings and a power of love. But when you're talking to somebody with this, they feel that energy. I'm just bringing the energy forward. They're the ones recognizing it. That was great. I think one of, one of the big pitfalls uh, that humanity have done and throughout time is uh investing all our own energy <clears throat> into a savior type figure uh regardless of religion regardless of stature whatever just a general term you know we're always looking for somebody to save us when actually the person that is going to save us is the person that looks back at mm -hmm. us from the mirror yeah that's what i did all my life yeah I was a severely abused child. I was raised in a in a, a very bad household. Only it was more verbal abusive than anything. Okay. And I was always looking for someone to save me and pull me out of that situation. Okay. And throughout my entire adult life, every time I got in trouble, I was looking for somebody to save me. Okay. And the day I absolutely quit doing all drugs was when I heard 
I saw this on a bumper sticker when I was 20, but when I was 40, it was uh, Dr. Dwayne Dwyer. I, I'm not sure if you heard of him, but he said, we're not human beings having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. Yeah. When that shot through me, from that day forward, I never touched another drug. Because that resonated so profoundly in me. It recognized that I don't need a savior. If I'm made in the image of Jesus Christ, I'm my own savior. I am the only savior for me. Yeah. You know, I understand some people need help out and help up. And, yeah. But we can only do it so much before they decide to help themselves. Yeah. No, we, we, where we can help, but it, you know, and it's, it's again, it's us trying to short circuit things, isn't it? Because through a savior, we've saved ourselves the journey, but it's the journey that actually produces the end result. It's not the end result that produces the journey. Exactly. It's the other way around. If we already knew the end result, why would we try in the middle? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what's so fantastic about this journey is because even though I'm 55 years old and think I know everything about me, well, guess what? There's new things about me that I'm discovering that I never even knew. Yeah, I'm getting the same, but sadly, it's bits dropping off and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't realize this stuff until our eyes go bad, our hair falls out, you know, I got... <laughs> Lovely comment here from Tim Abbott. You, you, uh, good evening, everybody. Sorry. Uh, we have got some very wonderful, wonderful people in the room tonight, and I'm eternally grateful that you join us for these shows. I know you've not come to see me. You've come to see the lovely Ron. That's fine. I won't oh. be hurt. But Tim is just saying uh, acceptance and surrender. When we expect, When we accept that we are of spirit and of God, then we are ready to surrender to spirit in our lives and through the craft of our mediumship. Absolutely. 100% agree with you, Tim. Absolutely. And that's why my little mantra, the power of God within me is stronger than any force before me. Absolutely puts that spirit of God within me when I say this to myself. You know, yeah. you can't help but be forced to recognize that when you're saying this little short sentence. Yeah. You know? And the other truism uh, about our way of life that's in spiritualism is actually understanding that there is no death. None. We're, we're very good at saying it, uh, but it's actually comprehending it. And when you really start to get the grips with that, it is the most liberating experience yes. ever. Yes, absolutely. And, you, you know, sometimes we're afraid that when we stand up on our own two feet and finally say no to somebody, you know, of their abuse or we're not going to take it anymore. It's a fear of, well, what's going to take its place? You know, well, yeah. that's where God should take the place of that abusive person. I, I had a minister out, and when I lived in Phoenix, Arizona, said to us, if you're having trouble building a relationship with God, 
or spirit, whomever you want to, whatever you want to call the universal energy, put a teddy bear in the passenger seat of your car, strap him in, and on your way to work, you know, talk to him about what your intentions for the day are. Okay. On your way home, give your gratitude to God or the teddy bear that you need to see physically in order to build your relationship. Tell your teddy bear all about it. You're forming a very strong relationship with God right there in your own car on the way to or from work. The problem we have with forcing a relationship, having a relationship with God is the fact that we can't see him. So if you need something to see in order to build that relationship, use a teddy bear. People may think I'm, you know, that woohoo out of my mind because I'm talking to a pet teddy bear in the passenger seat of the car. I'm just glad I get to use the HOV lane for two people. <laughs> <laughs> it's a passenger. It's cold. Yes, it's cold. <laughs> you know, are you with me? This is God. It's cold. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, you know. Enjoy, enjoy, darling. I just want to say to you, thank you. Um, I, I do want my personal message to help others out. Yes, I, I, I did a lot of drugs. I did a lot of things way back when. And you know what? Coming through it was the biggest thing for me ever. And do I hide that in shame? No. I speak it in joy because yeah. look where I'm at. Yeah. You know, and I did it without AA or, uh, um, or what narcotics anonymous. I did it all on my own, all with the power of God. I said, there's no reason I don't have enough strength within me to not do this, especially because I buried my partner at 30 years old. If I can do that, why can't I do this? Well, guess what? I can. And now what is it? It's a story for me to help encourage others. Brilliant. Isn't that what our life is about? Exactly. Isn't that what our life is about? Our life is a story. Our life is meant to be shared. It's not just to get all the experiences we can and take them back to God. No, it's so we can, we can build those stories and help somebody else out through this. Yes, God's still going to get the experience. But look at how I just lifted this person up. And helped him out of his dark days. Gave hope. Yeah. It's, it's hope. That's what it is. It's hope. Because we're in a world. I really feel like we're lacking hope right now. We're lacking hope from all of our leaders. Or they want to call themselves leaders, but you know we're lacking of any hope, is especially with this COVID thing and all the mixed communication. So where does my hope lie? And the one true source there is, and that's God. That's what we're here to do. We're here to serve. We're here to serve Him or Her. Yeah. You know, and, and I tell my I, I tell my students the one thing, yes, we get to choose what we want in this life. 
Okay, but let's not forget before before we come in, God probably I feel like God said to me, Ron, I would really like for you to work for me. Will you be a medium for me? Will you help do my work? Let me transmit through you what I need to give to somebody else. Will you do that? My choice was yes or no. I chose yes. You know, and and we're all here. We're all mediums or healers and everything. We're all here to help one another. It's not just about me. And and I hope that's the biggest impression I can give to everybody out there is that we need to become a stronger, tighter community and realize that egos are getting in the way. So let's push them out and let's make it about us instead of me. Yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Ron, thank you. I'm so Is that an hour already? It I is. It's warmed up. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even drawn the second breath yet. <laughs> I don't know about you, but this energy over here is hot. <laughs> Those damned iguanas. <laughs> yes. No, they're huge. They're... <laughs> I had one as long as my leg on the fence the other day. <laughs> yeah. So, I thought it was a dinosaur. <laughs> well, times are really changing. <laughs> yeah. What now? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Well, I hope you all had a wonderful laugh with us. And I, I just, all I, my intention in this world is just to inspire people and help bring out the joy in them. And, and I hope I brought out some joy in you tonight. You have indeed. And um, the compliments are flooding in at the side there. Um, the wonderful thing about these events now that they are captured, people can watch them later on. And also, I will be converting this to a podcast for people, and I'll send you the link to it when okay. I've uh, downloaded it. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's been an absolute delight and a pleasure. Uh, I didn't want to censor Ron, but there were a couple of points just before we came on that we're not allowed to talk about because they're very rude and you're all over. <laughs> it's not the watershed yet. <laughs> we're human. <laughs> we are <still> human. <laughs> and if we can't laugh at ourselves, who else can we laugh at? Right? Exactly. <laughs> I laugh at myself every time I look in the mirror. Another big gray hair. <laughs> Uh, I, I run past mirrors now. I just, quick, <laughs> it's a mirror. Um, <clears throat> we have with us next Saturday, Jules Yerty Gertie. Don't laugh, Ron. Um, Jules is a Reiki healer and a healer of many different dispositions. And she also runs this um, retreat center, which is all yurts. I don't, do you have those out in the U.S.? A no. yurt? A yurt. I have no idea what that even means. Oh, okay. I could have some fun <laughs> here. <laughs> it's, it's basically like a, oh God, a big bell tent. Okay. So, and, and people, you know, they've become very popular over it because we've got something called glamping, where instead of you turning up with your tent and putting it up, you turn up and the tent's already up for you. 
Oh, I don't know why we're talking about this because it's got nothing to do with what she's going to be doing. <laughs> <next week. laughs> like I said, earlier when you said two ticks, I was looking for two ticks on me. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Ron, uh, a beautiful night. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I look forward to speaking with you all again, hopefully. Oh, yes. I really enjoyed so. this, and I hope you all did too. Yeah, our Saturday nights have become immensely popular. Uh, I'm so pleased, and I was just so pleased there's so many people out there willing uh, to give their time freely to keep them going. So brilliant. Ron, have a wonderful day over there. You're going to get out by the pool now, make us all jealous? Uh, no, it's a little too warm. I don't <laughs> think at 100 degrees I'd get tan. I think I'd be crispy fried. <laughs> don't put on sunblock, put on some batter. <laughs> <laughs> Divvy me up into fish and chips. <laughs> Ron, thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you, sir.